I just got a new saddle glove in the mail the other day. I played this morning with it. And let me tell you, when you play a round of golf, not range, when you play a round of golf with a fresh new glove, Mm. it boosts my confidence, like straight up. Step up to the first tee, Mm -hmm. fresh new glove, fresh fit. I'm putting everybody on notice. Man's going low. I'm going low. And you know what? We want y'all to go low too. Our good friend Cole Young says that every match is one on the first tee. And I and mm-hmm. I know it's not just the fit, it's not just the shoes, it's not just the clubs, it's not just the bag. The glove is a part of that melange, a part of that pie, part of the puzzle. Find your piece. And they got hella colors. I'm told they came out with a few new ones. Ooh. Please, I implore you, go to redroostergolf.com and use our code GGT20. That's two zero. And you'll get 20% off your first order. Tell them the shrink sent you. There's another side to good health, and that's good mental health. Gentlemen, thanks for joining today. As, as our listeners know, you know, our show talks about the, the intersection of, of mental health and golf, but today we wanted to talk about another topic that, that makes you feel good. Clothes. John's all all uh, all four of us here are are, are men of style and and appreciate Grace. a good fit. Oh, <laughs> that's high praise. Close is my stand-in for actual mental health. You know, I just <laughs> fill the bottomless pit in my it's soul. Just complete swap. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> Self-care I love is it. I love uh, it. is is shopping. There you go. Hold on. I yes. actually I need to. I think I need to formally address the the clothing John community. We need to just like all come come to agreement on where the term John originated and why it's being used so much. Can we unpack that a little bit? Because like we talk a lot on this podcast, we we unpack things. I need to unpack this. This is this is a nut I need to crack. Well, from my understanding, it's Philly slang that was adopted by kids on the Super Future Forum, which was then adopted by like the greater hashtag menswear community, and we used it a lot on four pins, and it just became like lingua franca for guys that talk about clothes on the internet that's how i kind of see it as the evolution or the lineage i learned it from four pins but i was also on sufu and i kind of like never saw it on there it was like oh really to there or something like that yeah 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 i definitely feel like it was lifted from sufu i was never on sufu because i'm not a virgin but like i just (laughs) but but that's my understanding is that's where it came from true is like fuck (laughs) damn it when you guys use the term Johns on Instagram or any or Twitter or anything, do people like come at you guys? Because I feel like my DMs blow up. It's just like, oh, where did you? When did you like even start using that word? Or like, how did you? How do you know about Johns? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? It happened all the time with four pins on Twitter. And my typical response, since I ran the Twitter account as well as being the EIC of the site, is I just would send people the pic of the white kid dressed as Allen Iverson. Just be like, this, this is you're this you're literally this guy yelling on the yeah. on the timeline right now. <laughs> Shout out that kid, the, the original White Iverson. The original White Iverson. Uh, I wonder what he's up to now. He works at a Dunkin' Donuts. He's actually yeah. just post Malone. He's yeah. an Uber driver. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, I'm glad we were able to clear the air on that one. I know, I know. When we first met, and I was talking about John's, you're like, "How do you know about John's?" I was like, uh, "The internet? I, I don't know." <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But you also have a, a a tri-state area connection, so that wasn't as wild to me. That's fair. It's uh, it's how it made its way out to L.A. 
Uh, but I shouldn't really be surprised. It's the internet, like you yeah. said. Yeah. Um, it, 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 like talking about like music, culture, sports, it, it all transcends. Yeah. Like it doesn't really, it, it, there's no region. Philly, the really cradle anymore. of culture. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hope my sarcasm came through. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Lawrence. What's up? I know that you've played some golf in your life. Uh, A few times. Do you have any history with the game? Do you have any, any memories? Is it, has it been a part of your life or has it just been a, uh, a recreational thing to do every three years? So I have like two distinct golf periods in my life, one of which from when I was a child and then one of which that's kind of happening now. So I'll try not to be long winded, but uh, I went to I would go to sleepaway camp with my best friend Brian growing up. And, uh, you know, we went to a bunch of different ones. Like there was like, uh, you know, like a cabin in the woods, like, you know, horror movie type place we went to. But then there was this other uh, like a fancier sports camp that they would it was on some college campus. I can't remember. It was in Rhode Island, but it was like a small college and they would have kids for like it's like a two week thing. And I took like golf lessons there when I was probably fuck 12 years old, maybe even a little bit older. Um, and it was whatever, like, I wasn't like super into it. Um, but like I did it because like my boy wanted to do it. And I think like both of our dads encouraged it. So that was like one moment didn't really stick. And then now my brother-in-law, uh, who's like a naturally athletic guy, he's gotten into golf, let's say in the past, like two years and he's pretty fucking good. So when I go and I visit my in-laws and my wife's family in Bay city, Texas, which is outside of Houston, we'll like go to this extremely, shitty public course that like literally is in the shadow of a like oil refinery basically with like <laughs> the worst it's it's such a piece of shit but they he has a he has a golf cart his buddy has a golf cart so that's like ripping darts drinking beers having fun not keeping score he's taking it pretty seriously like i said like he's just naturally gifted and i don't know like what his handicap is or anything like that off top. But like, that's a, a thing that we've like bonded over because like, I appreciate the game and even more so I appreciate partying during, during the daytime. So it's been a, it's been a fun like moment for me and my brother-in-law to connect. And then also real quick, I would be remiss not to mention that my wife was on the golf team in high school and none of those skills have translated with her into her adult life. But like, it is a good way for us <laughs> to spend time with uh, her brother and his friends. So that's kind of where I'm at with my golf journey. Where it all started, camp, fancy yeah. sports. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, th I mean, I think that's that's how a, a lot of people's golf stories go. It, it ebbs and flows. A, a lot of people, their parents or grandparents tried to introduce them to the game, you know, when they were younger. And then you go off to college, you start a career, and then you realize the maybe the, the importance of, of taking some time away out in nature uh, or, sure. you know, just enjoying, like you said, you, there's no other sport that you can – blast darts, you know, drink a couple seltzers, um, you know, maybe some other substances and it's a hundred percent, you know, illegal and uh, acceptable. Uh, yeah, you, right. can't do, you, you can't do that, you know, playing pickup basketball. I can't do it playing pickleball, but golf, fucking 100%. wild. You just <laughs> lighten a lighten a square up in the middle of the court. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Time out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to like take some shrooms and play three on three with some <laughs> kids at the park. <laughs> I was trying to get, 
Lawrence to hit a golf ball at our party in Brooklyn. Really, oh, yeah. so was Gian, but it was just not going to happen. He was like keeping a very fair distance well, away from the simulators because he was like, well, no. I don't want to get roped into this. No, for sure. And then also, like, Gian was a bit reckless in the fucking cage. So I'm like, yo, give this man his space. Who knows if he's one of these guys, he's going to, like, the club is going like, to, like, fly his backswing and get you in the fucking face. Um, mm. Yeah, no, I, I, was, uh, I wasn't trying to embarrass myself. I mean, I guess I was being a bit of a pussy about it, but um, I'm not good. Like, to be clear, I'm fucking terrible. Um, but, uh, but I can appreciate the, uh, the finer aspects of it. You know, that doesn't make you a bad person. That's true. Well, I'm already a bad person. I'm not fucking ready to yeah. go fucking yeah. golf, dude. You know, I'm at rock bottom. You can only go up from here. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, I need to get over my stage fright, my simulator stage fright. Does that ever really leave you, though? I, I hate a simulator. I really do. But there's there's people that are, like, championing. like Specific to driver. Yeah, because you're, like, in a confined space. But it's, like, people are championing indoor golf because it's, like, so – it's, like, such a big thing in, like, Chicago and New York where you can only play golf. Right. You know, eight months a year right oh, so it's, it's out, out of necessity yeah. for sure yeah and i think if i lived in a climate um that necessitated indoor golf i would find a way to to you know be comfortable with it and and even like you know work it into my weekly routine probably just because i can't get enough golf but there's some what something about the overhead lights it, it fucks me hard, up. Yeah. what is that I think it'd be sick to be like a like a professional indoor golfer, but then just like suck ass outdoors. Like it'd be so fucking oh, bad. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Brad, just wear sunglasses inside, dude. You look even cooler, dude. Yeah, just wear some shades. Maybe okay. that's the answer, dude. Some fucking some sick shades, bro. They solve everything. Just go get your eyes dilated every single day before you play golf. <laughs> Do golfer? Is like there that. like any like? You know how like Russell Wilson or like Tom Brady, like it's all the weird experimental science. Are there like, and I know like uh, DeChambeau is a fucking weirdo loser that everyone hates, but is anyone doing like crazy stuff like that? Like, yeah, I'm about to play the master. So I'm getting my pupils dilated or something like that. Does that happen in the golf world? Pseudoscience and weird experimental mm. treatments. It's mostly Bryson. I feel like uh, yeah. this guy, VJ Singh, yeah. former, former number one of the world I'm uh, back in the day, used to get uh, used to get dinged for uh, deer antler spray. He was just like doing yeah. crazy deer antler spray before tournaments, like the, the shavings off of like antlers. And you could take them in pill form or like spray it on yourself. And it was like performance. Oh, enhancing. I, I, like, thought, I thought it was deer. Was it deer antler or deer pee? Was it, it was antler, wasn't it? It wasn't deer. I don't pee. know. It was I mean, Deer P is way Deer better spray. They were... headline, but yeah. um, right. No, it's kind of what does it actually do for you though? Oh, I have no idea. Because remember, like Deer Antler spray was like kind of a big deal across all sports for like a hot year, uh, and people were getting popped for it. But I don't really know what it did. It increase like athletic performance. I don't really think that would be advantageous. I think that's a completely me. other podcast. I feel like we need to go test them all out. Like I'm down to do smelling salts. Okay. Yeah, take some, take some hor- smelling salts are, are yeah. for real though. Yeah. Take some horny goat yeah. weed before you hit the range and see if yeah. it adds ten yes. yards on your driver. Yo, just torqued up, straight. dude. I'm torqued I'm up. I'm torqued up, dude. <laughs> cool. When we see you next, we're gonna do that. Shit. I mean, yeah, for the whole, the whole like the vice era is gone. Like people, like what were the videos where it's like, oh, I'm gonna go see a monster truck show on acid. Like, mm. oh, we're gonna go play golf on like fucking yeah. uh, rhino gas station pills. <laughs> White people journalism. It's a, it's yes. a dying art for sure. It's someone yeah, someone should like, <laughs> yeah. I wonder. So the deer antler shit is illegal. Could I just cop that on Amazon or? Like, oh, for sure. I'm sure. Oh, I, I think, I, I, not, at this not, point, you not probably for sure, like to illegal. I'm pretty sure like you could just get it from Amazon. 
Sick. I'm going to cop some right now. And the, the bottle is probably just a deer, like a stag. And you just unscrew the like tip just, of it and you just yeah, you, you, you pour it into your chalice. No, but by, I think that Bryson is like the only, but Bryson's like in his own head, like in his own world. I don't, I have no idea. Uh, I don't think there's really anybody else that's like doing weirdo at home, uh, like remedies. Right. No, I mean, not that they're, golf. not that they're really putting out there, there into the world, you know? Yeah. Totally. It's pretty embarrassing, right. so I would I can see why you'd want to keep that to yourself. For sure. Yeah, there's got to be somebody on tour that's just like I'm down to start rumors though. That would also be really funny. <laughs> yeah, just unfounded like Patrick, rumors, right? Libel uh, and slander. Oh, uh, the the dude that just got signed. He's he came back. He went like he was a is it Morgan Hoffman? He like used to be a pro golfer. Left the golf world like did a bear grills kind of like wilderness thing where he like drank his own pee for like a whole year. It came back and now he's on Word. tour. Oh, let me look it up. That's what he, okay. Is that, is that going year? on Netflix? We need to get that man on the pod. Yeah. Morgan Hoffman, dude. Uh, he got like diagnosis, something like muscular dystrophy. So he left mm. the game, but then mm. he like found some other, okay. but he went like caveman mode, dude. He grew his hair out. And I, I think there are reports of him drinking pee. Well, there um, are regenerative properties to your, the, the first urine of the day. Uh, maybe there's something to that. Only know, the first the, one. The, the, like, only you, the first one. Yeah. You'll only never the first catch one. me drinking night pee, only morning pee, because yeah. the yeah. regenerative properties, no. obviously. What, what, if the night, what if the night pee turns into the morning pee? I don't know. We're just going to have to find out, Drew. What yeah. was that Nathan for you episode where he's like <laughs> asking the guy at the gas station? He goes like, oh, yeah, I drink my grandson's pee because it's good for you if you get worried. <laughs> no. <laughs> What kind of therapy does this show provide? Jesus Christ, <laughs> is this, dude. Is this how you envision this episode going? Exactly, yeah. Basically, exactly. Deer antler spray. Just a couple of piss well, boys. Back to back to the Johns, though. Uh, uh, the reason why... <laughs> sure. Transition. <laughs> <gone>. <laughs> the, the reason why we wanted to chat with you guys today was uh, we've seen a, a resurrection of, of, like, golf fashion happening. And, uh, and Cole... Cole Owens, our very own, is is one of the people that is uh, is is a part of that wave, and and uh, and Lawrence has been a part of the fashion world longer than most of our listeners were, you know, have been alive. So <laughs> it's uh, I just wanted to to get some perspective on, fa- you know, golf fashion is has never been cool. It's never been something that people have wanted to talk about. It it it's a it's a uniform. It's a costume. You look ridiculous when you wear golf clothes. And yet now we see people and brands that are making things that we want to wear, uh, a la Lawrence right now wearing the Metalwood hat. I mean, we we want Rarely to wear the golf course, shots but always now. repping, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, what what are your what are your thoughts on this on this renaissance of of golf fashion? Yeah, I I, I think eventually I want to hear Lawrence what you think about like if these all these brands are even like being positioned as golf brands, but. Um, I don't think I ever set out to really make a, a golf brand or make golf clothing. I just wanted to make clothes that I wanted to wear that served that purpose for me. And I, when I was like, I don't know, I don't want to repeat myself too much. Cause I, I feel like this comes up on <clears throat> in other instances where I'm just like talking and like thinking out loud, but the way I shop for, for things is just like things that I wanted to, to buy or wear uh, before I was making any clothing. But I would look at brands like, Stussy or Noah or like even some of the smaller brands like Manresa or 
I don't know, just like, just, I guess more outdoor kind of technical stuff or, um, lifestyle stuff. And I would just think like, Oh, that could work for golf too. But I just, I felt the need for more things to be viewed through the the lens of golf. So I started Metalwood as like this golf adjacent brand. And I feel like sometimes it kind of is uh, detrimental to like the brand building exercise. Like we just, we hired a rep and we took wholesale pretty seriously for spring, summer 23. And uh, we set out to not sell to any like golf specialty stores. We uh, 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 went after tier zero men's contemporary and, and boutique fashion retailers. And some of them bit were, were very excited to bring on some like new clients, but some of the, our favorite ones were like, no, what the fuck? This is golf clothing. Like we don't, we don't do that. And it was past the point of like trying to battle with them and you know, like trying to explain to them, like, no, it's, it's actually not. It's just like kind of like this vehicle that we've used a Trojan horse into the fashion world. So like, I don't, I think you should reconsider, but um, just the fact that we've gotten some of the new wholesale uh, partners for next year uh, on board. And I think the naysayers will see that, um, you know, three months from now and be like, Oh, I get it. So I don't know. It's, it, I'm, I'm like on the fence of it. Right. So there's, there's, people that think we're too golfy there's people that think we're not golfy enough and then i think we're just right and i am the main proprietary or proprietor of my own brand so uh what i say goes and nothing else matters so (laughs) (laughs) yeah what naysayers what what naysayers Um, uh i want their business so i'm not going to call them out right now (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you're saying there's a shot. (laughs) So you're saying there's a shot. Yeah. No. Eventually, eventually they'll come around. But it's it's like, I don't know. Um, like even just like a cool store on the West Coast is down with us and down with Metalwood. But like, he's like, I don't think our customer is going to respond very well to golf stuff being in the store. Like, it's not it's going to sit next to like, um, like Jordan's. I was mm. like, okay, well maybe you don't understand the through line just yeah. yet, but you the will. Jordan's mm. are also like, those are basketball sneakers. That's also a sport, you know, like, which is also a sport. <clears throat> but if you've been paying attention, <laughs> kind of like Jordan golf shoes have been like the gateway drug for a lot of people sure. into golf. Yeah, absolutely. Which is crazy. Um, so that's, that's where, where I'm at. I'm, I'm not setting out to make golf clothing, but it kind of just falls into that category from time to time. So, I mean, I like it and I wear it because to me, it's like, it is this, like you said, golf adjacent, but like, to me, it's just like a tasteful, cool brand, the belt, the hat, you know, all the stuff that I had that Cole was nice enough to send me. Like I wear that the way that I contextualize it is just, it's worn it's being worn with everything that I normally wear. Right. And then, so someone, Mm -hmm. when someone comes up to you. And it's like, oh, so you play golf and you can just like spit in their face and say, fuck no, no, I, yeah, I, no. I would never. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think it's funny. And I think like to piggyback on what Cole is saying, like, I think there is this modern day archetype or stereotype, I should say, of like how a current golfer in 2022 dresses. Right. And that's some Vineyard Vines, Mayo ass, Under Armour performance polo bullshit where like if you go back and think of like, you know the game 
and I don't know if I would say it's heyday, but look at guys like Arnold Palmer or Chichi Rodriguez or all these dudes. I mean, you're basically seeing guys play. And obviously this is before a lot of the technical advances that like could obviously help improve your game. But from a pure aesthetic standpoint, it's like, that's just traditional American sportswear. Or obviously there's going to be a British element there as well because of, you know, where the game of golf is from. But like those guys, when I remember menswear style blogging over 10 years ago, like those dudes were like on the mood boards with Steve McQueen and Paul Newman. Like these were, you know, style icons. Uh, and a lot of those picks, like Arnold Palmer, I always think about um, a fellow Demon Deacon and one of the all time goats of the sport. Like that's a dude that like they were I'm like scrolling on a Tumblr and like it's Steve McQueen or JFK and it's Arnold Palmer and he's on the course and he's just like mm-hmm. wearing whatever he's wearing to play in a fucking major. So I think that there's like there's always going to be the people that they're blinders are on to this like other stuff that exists and i think that what is happening right now in fashion overall despite this kind of like all these golf brands popping up some of which are less adjacent than others um but like traditional sportswear that's like what a brand like on my lay on door is like making their their mark with noah even brands like supreme or like you know even contemporary high-end men's brands like it's all, a lot of this stuff is rooted in sportswear like men's fashion you obviously have your like you know super kind of avant-garde stuff that's always going to be pushing the envelope your rick owens and yoji yamamoto but like a lot of men's fashion are based in these like really kind of old styles that have been around forever and that applies to the game of golf so for me it's like you know when you remove this kind of context of what golf is right now and like what your fucking uncle is going to wear to the course. There's actually a lot of fly fashionable shit, assuming you're into this kind of, you know, sportswear wave, like someone like, like I've been into that my entire life. So for me, it's like not that crazy that we would see the, the circles of golf and men's fashion have this like Venn diagram effect where there's this you know, portion in the middle of like good, tasteful shit. And that's where I personally, to put a ball on this, see like coal and metalwood existing in that, that, that kind of middle portion where these two, two worlds overlap. Do you think there's like any mm-hmm. through line with just like aspirational wealth centric sports to begin with a la like mood board? I believe you put a mood board Voltron, like uh yeah. sporting rich, like, oh, I, sure. I mix cream with green. And now like all of a sudden yeah. I like want to go play I mean, pickleball and racket. And, that's the uh, Ralph Lauren like, playbook, right? So totally a thousand right. percent. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and while what was Ralph's golf brand? Was that RLX? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, even though that mm-hmm. was like, and I guess honestly now probably RLX looks like cool as fuck if we went back and looked at those old ads, but in this, this idea of like romanticizing, like, country gentry activities whether it's equestrian or golf or you know polo or racquetball whatever the fuck like yeah i mean that that's always been that's been a big like page in the playbook for sure so i always think that that aspiration appeals to a lot of like younger consumers that are like you know falling in love with brands because of like oh, I can be this version of myself. Whether or not that's like the actual best version of themselves that they're going to want to be when they actually like mature is that's neither here nor there. But like, yeah, I think the aspiration that comes with golf, I, and I th- also think it's um a double-edged sword because I think you have a lot of people that are critical of golf from like a socioeconomic standpoint of like how should land be used and how exclusionary is the game. And, you know, obviously everyone listening to this podcast is like familiar with like, 
the Tiger Woods story and like where, you know, he comes from and what he represents. So I think that like that aspiration, it, yeah, it's a, it's a catch 22. It's a bit of a double edged sword, but I think with golf, it, it absolutely 1000% is like part of like the secret sauce. I think that any cool golf brand, Metalwood included, there's going to be some like element of aspiration. And even if like Cole's version of that is way more approachable than whatever version, like a Tommy Hilfiger or Ralph Lauren would do. Like, I still think that is like an element, maybe that's less crucial today than it would have been like, I don't know, 10 or 20 years ago. But I think that's always going to be present present. When you think of like, when we close our eyes and we think of golf, we think of the masters, we think of Augusta, what's fancier, what's more highfalutin than that. Right. That's aspiration to some degree, yeah. without a doubt. When you think about uh, like aspirational style influences from a younger version of you, we talk a lot about like the walk with the younger mm-hmm. version of yourself on this, on this show, you know, you can, you can validate your younger self. You can spend time with that person, listen to their music, you know, walk in their shoes, uh, watch old highlights from your favorite athletes of that time. When you time travel back to the younger version of yourself, what did you think you would be wearing? Like when you, when you got, when you got the the thing, you, you got the job, you got the money, you got the shit and you said, you know, I can wear whatever the fuck I want. What did you, what was that fit like? What was that aesthetic uh, like? For me, it was just like crazy suited and booted. You know, I was just like, that's what, that's what I was like, oh, I'm going to be that guy. Like, I even remember like I got my first job out of college and this was like the last job I had before I like fucking blew my life up and decided I wanted to, you know, go down this fucking fashion menswear route. But like, I remember like going to, I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina at the time. That's where I moved after I graduated from Wake and Winston-Salem. And I remember like going to, um, I forgot what the name of the mall was, but there was a Ralph store and they had a bunch of like uh, black <laughs> label, which doesn't exist anymore, but that was like the highest. Well, there was purple label and black label. I was like, they're super, super fancy Ralph. I remember buying a bunch of shirts that were on sale. And the reason they were on sale is because they looked like fucking dog shit. Now thinking back, they were like super thin banker stripes. <laughs> I got like a, a, a peach, like an orange, pe- an orange peach and then like yeah. this like mint green, like crazy mm. widespread collar. And my job wasn't like you had to, it was like an office casual job, but like, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to wear these shirts like every day with a tie. And I'm going to be like that. So that's how, even like when I was kind of in the moment, that's, how I saw myself and and I went through like I ultimately did go through even when I was making like less money and like I said blew my life up I like got very much into suiting and I still have all of that stuff even if it doesn't fit I can't part with it for variety of reasons but like uh, I I did kind of um materialize that version of myself but that's always what it was for me was like success and money and a love for clothing equals really nice suiting oh and a lot of shoes just mad shoes like at one point I had like eight pairs of double monks. Like nobody needs two <laughs> pairs of double monks, let alone eight uh, along with, you know, however many pairs of like loafers and this and that. So for, yeah, f- f- shoes and suits. Uh, and I ultimately d- I mm. became that guy. Uh, so I don't know what that says about like the positive qualities of manifestation or delusional <laughs> grandeur. Uh, but that, yeah. So that was, that's what it was for me at least. Uh, Cole, same question. I think the thinking back to the most uh, standout younger version of myself, I think uh, it's probably like good Charlotte loving Cole. So I have snake bites in the future and like (laughs) swoopy like hair over my eye and like uh, an affliction t-shirt or something like that. I think I I definitely like saved myself from like a really, really deep rut. Um, But uh, (laughs) but no, I mean, I, I got to, 
I got to college. I, I grew up in San Diego where like you could just wear board shorts and rainbow flip flops for your entire life and just be <laughs> completely fine. And, uh, I got to LA and I, I, I also went to like a, a Catholic school all my life. So like I had to wear a uniform and I, the second I got to college, I was like, mm-hmm. Oh fuck, I don't know how to dress. Like, I don't, I don't know how to dress myself. Mm. So by being in Los Angeles and figuring it out, I guess we, we got here somehow, but, uh, yeah, the younger version <laughs> of myself would be like, damn, you don't look anything like a good Charlotte band member at all. <laughs> I'm really confused. Do you, do you think you infuse any of that, that boyish, good Charlotte loving coal into to what you do with Metalwood now? Kinda, maybe the belt. No, there's a there's a like a hoodie and a t-shirt for spring summer of like two poison dart frogs having sex, and nice. my whole hell yeah, uh, my whole wallpaper as a kid, <laughs> my ch- like childhood bedroom is just like all like frogs. I had a like crazy like amphibian thing gone. So you were a frog kid, you know? Like there were like horse girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even close. It's not even the same thing. You were a frog, no, boy? Frog, frog boy, frog <laughs> boy. Frog boy. No, I, I had, I had a leopard gecko as a kid named Ace. And then the whole room yep. was just yep. like, oh, no way. Yeah. and then I had uh, all different types of frogs as my wallpaper. I think Cole is too much of a humble genius to, to say this. So I'll say it for him. I think that the way that I've talked about Metalwood being tasteful, I see it as like also like a punk rock thing, mainly because like I think a lot of golf brands, at least the the older guard, like I don't see any of the joy, you know, in the clothes that they're making. Whereas like this newer guard of which Metalwood right. and Cole are at the vanguard of like that's what's punk to me is like how it's it's having fun. It's being with the fucking fellas. It's like we acknowledge that we're blasting darts and shotgunning fucking beers and and whipping the fucking golf cart around recklessly. So that to me, it's like that punk rock attitude, at least. <laughs> you know, in the golf world, which is like easy, which is way easier than like other places because it's so fucking stodgy and such a kind of like outdated ivory tower. But I, I, that, that kind of like boyish enthusiasm or charm that you have when you're a kid and you're discovering a band like good Charlotte that maybe now like makes you cringe or you only like acknowledge it in an ironic way. Like I think that like unbridled, enthusiasm that even might have a little bit of like naivete to it, I think is like a part of the special sauce and why, like I don't wear a lot of logo shit, but like I wear this hat as Cole can attest to all the fucking time. And it's because I like, I think that, you know, I like what the brand represents, which, and I think there is this, like there's a tastefulness, but there's also a little bit of like a fuck you punk rock thing. So that's not to answer his question or answer Brad's question on behalf of Cole, but as his lawyer, um, I will say, yeah, right. Right. uh, (laughs) As his proxy. I I would imagine I wouldn't be the, uh, the only fan of the brand that probably, you know, thinks that way. Thank you. That the bill that's coming to me after this, uh, podcast is going to be fat. Right. Um, no, I mean, what's, what's funny is that, and you would want to be a fly on the wall, like any, uh, design meeting or get together at like, um, one of the polo manufacturers making like a hundred percent spandex, like all over flower birds of paradise print polos that probably think they're pretty punk rock just doing that. So it's like, I don't know. It's just a little, a little different. I think that they, they see this like frat boy mentality of like running people over with golf carts. Like that is honestly like the, the fun part of golf is being outside with your friends and doing hood rat shit. But 
also yes like i don't know there's there's a way to there's a way to like capture that feeling and put it into apparel and put it into a brand and put it into a, a something that you would want to like associate yourself with as a consumer of brands and like some of them are just missing it. I'm not saying that I'm like hitting the bullseye on it, but like I'm definitely trying to um, do that in a in a different way than these these other brands are. So I appreciate the kind words and for answering my question. <laughs> no sweat, bro. <laughs> Lawrence, you said something that made me think. Um, you know, you're talking about golf kind of being like the old guard. Uh, golf is a very punchable face. Oh hell yeah. Like you want you want to look at golf and be like, bro, you have ne- you have never been punched in the fucking face, and it's evident. Yeah, and mm. and a brand like Metalwood coming across with the fucking the the what the five fingers say to the face, mm-hmm. like the fuck you we blades. need that shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Not yeah. for sure. When people think of golf, well, like. If if you go anywhere, you go to the, the the gas station, or you see someone, you can see you can tell who was just going to was just playing golf or just coming from golf. You know, they're wearing the performance uh, polo, <laughs> shorts, flip flops, and then or slides, and then they have you know like a Titleist hat on. Like you you see other golfers when they're out in public because they're, it's a, it's a terrible costume and uniform, and unfortunately, like the trickle down is from what they see on on TV, what they see on the PGA Tour. And for some reason, the major club and uh, clothing manufacturers have gone the route of like this athleisure world that we're in. Yeah. This like terrible hellscape of stretchy flex material. <laughs> and it's like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't understand. Like, how can we inception them to go back to more of this like Arnold Palmer style of like a, a nice cardigan, 100% yeah. cotton? Like, we don't need, we don't need all of, you're not, you're not an athlete. You're not an athlete going out drinking. I was going to say, a, a, good, a good way to just like obliterate someone's day is to go up to someone that looks like they just played golf and just ask, oh, so what'd you shoot today? And if yeah. they didn't play golf, they're going to be like, fuck you. Like, I, oh yeah, my God, yeah, like yeah. It, it just drives them crazy. Yeah. It's so yes. funny. It's wild to think that if you wore like an Arnold Palmer fit to a course, like you would be the, you would look crazy, which is like Correct. such a, oh, yeah. such a, such a shame. But I mean, that's like the. That's how that's how the fucking cookie crumbles, I guess. But yeah, if we could incept, if we could incept the entire golf world to like be become tasteful consumers, that would be amazing. But I don't know. Seems extremely unlikely unless I don't know. This pod blows up and we could fucking we'll do it ourselves bit by bit. That's the motto. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it ourselves. I mean, Cole, Cole is out here doing these tasteful things. You're sure to inspire another person or other brands, and I'm sure that there, I'm sure that you've seen some pocket watches already, Cole, of people trying to, you know, jack your style, and and I'm sure that uh, some some of the bigger brands have have seen what you're doing, and they're like, this is what we should be doing, and we'll see. I mean, blades blades on everything. I was gonna say, copying is the greatest form of flatter i suppose until it's nike or adidas or puma have you seen people biting your stees like other like bigger brands not really like bigger brands i did do a little like uh treatment for a, a brand that will not be named that did ended up not working out and then they kind of just like took the idea and ran with it anyway Oh yeah, dude, you gotta be careful of um, that. That's like a big thing where yeah, I, I know I mean that happens all the fucking time. So yeah. I hate it had to be you, but yeah, that's uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean it, that's a it, tough it happens. One. It, it's like I've gotten to the point where I'm just like saving all the best ideas for myself and as and, you should. Um uh, and I think that that's a good way to to 
you know, do it. I feel like uh, the conversations I'm having with other companies that are bigger than me understand that Metalwood kind of has the juice right now. So like, it is like, it is fun to come from a position of power. And it's crazy, because I kind of still treat the brand like a joke. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So and you having fun, man, that's what's so attractive. Yeah. It, it's not just um, like the clothing itself. It's it's the brand awareness. There is no fucking reason why blades and the acronym MILF belong on anything together, but you fucking made it. You just made it work. Because yeah, why not? Because why the fuck not? That shit is fun, bro. Well, I mean, that's kind of why Lawrence has like some of the stuff that we've made. Because like, why, what sense does it make for him to wear it other than like he's yeah. got a, a, you know, an eye for things and you know the fact that he's he, he actually wears it is like insane to me still but um you know <laughs> i think there's there's also like i mean the, the hat went crazy right so there's there's a handful of people that do not play golf that wear the hat just to wear the hat right but there's you know the people that are um receiving the message that we're putting out there and i think that that's that's across all brands like you know um, especially in the skate culture when, you know, people are wearing Thrasher t-shirts and like Darren who runs our shop is like from old guard skate world. And he's like asking these Gen Z kids, Oh, so do you skate like in the most genuine way ever, like not trying to like dig on them at all. And they're like, Oh no, I just like the shirt. And it's like that, I guess that's starting to happen in golf a little mm -hmm. bit, which is a really, really interesting thing. And I, and I, it's it will never be like i don't know it, it i don't know if golf will ever get to a point of my culture is not your costume because of how fucked up golf is like it will <laughs> yeah. just never it will never go so far yeah to the point yeah. that people will get angry for like stealing yeah. it's, golf it's valor if you will yeah, it's kind of like how you can't be racist against white people uh it's like yeah golf can never there's no ground to stand <laughs> could, on at all there's so. no stand yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I have a question for you guys. So like a thing that I think Cole, we talked about this or you kind of put me onto this and I've since like asked around, but you told me that all these skater kids in LA like play golf or like the Supreme guys play golf. And then some buddies in New York who are skaters, I, like they play golf too. Like when did all the skate and why, when and why do all the skate kids now golf? How did that come about? What's the through line? The competitiveness or like the I guess it's like the, the, the same side of the brain. Yeah. It's like, oh, to yeah. do a kickflip, I have right. to flick my left foot this way. It's like, right. oh, to practice hit a, and a, practice a hundred yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. I gotta take a hundred swings. Yeah. Okay. I think it's it's also the it's like it's a very it's a solo venture when you're learning how to skate and learning how to golf. You can you can do it by yourself. Um it can be it can be that you know, that moment of Zen for you. Right. Um, and I think from the skaters that I know, it's, they're just getting too old to skate mm. and they, <laughs> they need something or else to, to you know, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah. can also it, bang or, on Modellas the entire time and skaters true. love banging on Modellas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> what is it about that brand specifically though? Like that, that style of lager? I don't know. Oh, just Delos? Mexican, Mexican, Mexican yeah. beer in general. Yeah, it's fire. But namely Modelo Mexicate. Yeah. It's delicious, dude. Yeah. That's why it's popular because it's fucking I was going to say that's because <laughs> yeah, it's the best beer ever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, I think the the skating the skating crossover to golf has been really eye opening for me since I so I'm in I'm in the Midwest. Uh, there are still skaters and golfers, but it, it definitely seems to be like a New York and LA thing where yeah. you have all these guys that are you know probably some Gen X motherfuckers that are playing golf now and they're like hardcore into it and and we're seeing golf brands evolve out of it so i mean it's it's cool like i'm I'm here for it i mean they're they have the right uh um perspective and and like the ability to build a culture and community so it's like who better to yeah. to hand off and and like be the caretakers and no, stewards sure. of golf than than skate and i think some of these or, dudes aren't even gen x i think they're like like millennials i don't know about gen z because hmm. i'm not that young but like which is sick because like skaters are inherently like that's the the trickle up for like everything fucking cool like it always starts or maybe that's a trickle down i don't know either way it's always starts with the skaters you see it fucking in fashion streetwear and everything even like like music and, and shit like that like discovering a really sick song because it was used in someone's skate part or whatever and the more cool people in my mind, at least is how I think about it as like kind of an outsider, but like the more cool people that you're telling me are playing golf, which will have a ramification on the game and the culture surrounding it, making it inherently cooler or more tasteful or more cutting edge or more punk rock, whatever fucking platitude you want to use. Like that seems fucking awesome. Like I would be ecstatic, um, but that it kind of blew my mind when Cole was talking to me about that. And then I was just like poking around and it really surprised me that like, like my one homie who like he's a he's a director of photography and he he's an entrepreneur and he owns his own fucking studio and like he's a six skater and he's like getting into golf and I'm like that's fucking crazy to me but fucking cool it's I mean it says a lot about like what the golf community over the last I mean since even before the pandemic I guess um has done for the like as it as it you know looks like a facelift of golf right like yeah. i don't know when when i first saw eric costin like post a video of him golfing like the comments on the page were like what the fuck are you doing like <laughs> why <laughs> no like yeah fuck this and then now now like it's just becoming more widely accepted and i think uh that's not because of just one singular person i think the tide rises all ships right so raises all ships so i think it is um it is coming to a head. Uh, now the trick is to get like the person named like XA 12 that works at Dover street market into golf. Mm -hmm. Then that's like the next, yeah. you know, the next frontier where it's like the, the good luck. God the complete speed that, naysayer. Bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Throw the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, so like, so we've, we've only been doing this podcast like a year and a half and it's like crazy to me how many, closeted golfers have come out of the woodwork and sent you know sent a dm like what's that conversation like, like with your parents super easy i would imagine that's the easiest closet yeah. to come out of. <laughs> dad i'm in right. golf thank god i thought you were gay thank god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean no man it's crazy like uh i mean that that's kind of what we do for the show is we we want to tell the stories of, of people that are you know we don't just uh have professional golfers as guests i mean we've actually had very few and not for you know the lack of having the opportunity to it's just we we want to tell the stories of people that are that are outside of the golf space so respect i mean finding out that uh that like adam Grandusil, the lead singer from the war on drugs was a golfer like that we, we just uh we heard it in one of the lyrics of the songs and we're like do you play golf like you you said down on, on the range by the par three um that's that's uh that seems like you're you're a golfer um i mean like finding out that james bailey aka yimmy Yeo, is mm. a big time golfer yeah. like i mean 
So that's one tasteful man right there, and and yet he's also a golfer. So it's uh, it's just it's yeah, it's just been it's been cool to make these friendships and these connections from people through this game that uh that uh, is has been kind of a something that people kept to themselves and they didn't want to make it publicly known that they that they played golf or, or like to be a part of that. So yeah, uh, yeah, we're we're beating uh, the culture over the head with golf right now, and I'm I'm loving every single second of it. Like the. the more more rappers in golf, please, too. <laughs> yeah. What is it like? School, who are the big ones? Schoolboy, right? Schoolboy Q. Schoolboy Q. Yeah. Uh is a big golfer. Oh, right. Sean um Rick Ross dabbles. If 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 Rick Ross starts taking golf seriously, every <laughs> rapper south of the Mason Dixon line is gonna start golfing. I mean, he is the biggest just, boss that we've seen thus far. So there you go. Thus, thus far, far. Yeah. The world is And he's got seen. the <laughs> He's got uh, he's got the the compound down there in, in in Atlanta. He could he could build a little. Fuck! I just want sixty acres. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty humble request. Maybe that, that maybe out that there. Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit, maybe yeah. yeah manifest uh, it, bro. <laughs> that'll happen for you, Brad. Been been manifesting it. It's gonna happen. Uh, yeah. No, I, I I would love to see. Um, you know how y'all talk about the skate culture um Lawrence you, you, you kind of come at it through like the 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 menswear the fashion lens skate culture influences you know what we see in golf and and you know transcends all that I would add hip hop into that as well oh of course uh so that's the that's the that's the frontier that I'm that's the nut I'm trying to crack right yeah. like that's that's the one I'm like how do we how do we get there it's already starting to happen a little um but I just once once hip hop catches on in a real way, for sure, it's over. It's over for you, Gucci clones. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get Yeet on the golf course because he's been he put two <laughs> good luck, two bro. Golf Try getting Yeet out of his house. Yeah, true. The reckless Yeet. Yeah, I just got. T- he doesn't uh, strike me as a very athletic guy. Not that like golf, you need to be like in the best shape of your life, a la Rick no, Ross. Right? But Yeet, put down uh, the perkies and pick up a blade. It's our yeah. official request. <laughs> Also, how sick would it be to get Blady some blades? Who do we you know? Make that, Yo, you can make that happen. And also, I'll tell you this: uh, it's pronounced blade. Is so it? You want? Yeah, I'm, I promise you, dude. So you want to get blade some blades? You need to do that. I didn't mean to correct you in front of the entire audience. No, it's no. Blade. <laughs> also, as a 35 year old man, I, no I should idea. not know that. That's fucking yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> that I know. I just the, the oldest man here knows that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, this man, it's like, this man spends too much time yeah. online. I think the second like, e oh, is I, just like a cool aesthetic choice, but yeah, it's Blade. Gotcha. Okay. It's like when you're like, I listen to this song by uh, an artist named Six Lack. Oh, no, yeah. it's actually Flo- it, Florida. It's, it's just black. Yeah. <laughs> Florida, Florida, Florida. The question is: Does Drake golf though? Does Does Big Scorp play golf, or does he just? Survey he just, says no. Yeah, he just made Nocta golf. Just yeah. I Just think because it's like cool rich guy shit to him probably, but it is surprising. Mm. He would strike me as like a dude that would, I guess he's like, he's really, right? into ba- he plays basketball. That's his thing. He's yeah, a big he's got hooper. That. He's, so it's yeah, like, he's got yeah. that, he's yeah. got that court. If I'm, the... if I'm Drake, I'm like not devoting any time to another sport because, you know, I'm either in the stew cooking up or I'm on the court, you know, mm-hmm. practicing my the, uh, rapping. The, the picture of him teeing up in the middle of the fairway with both gloves on is a dead giveaway. <laughs> yeah, I think that was yeah. 
well, I think you know, image. well, Drake Drake spends a lot. You know, he's he, he's working on the chest. You know, I think maybe the pecs mm-hmm. are too big. You know, I, I think yeah. he can't. Yeah, I think the the flexibility isn't there anymore. You know, <laughs> maybe 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 Degrassi Drake had that flexibility, but you know, before this Drake, he was in a no. wheelchair. Right. Though I guess right. in a wheelchair. wheelchair. I'm sure there's guys in wheelchairs that play golf, right? I'm sure there's like a right? oh for sure and are, yeah. Yeah. and are ten times the golfer Drake will ever be. I think rapping might be the only thing I'm not better at Drake. <laughs> In, in, in <laughs> so i've seen him hoop too i know he's a hooper but i've seen him hoop and i'm like do we feel like the influence goes that far though it's like what what rapper or any like musician in general is actually going to move the needle that hard well is macklemore to his brand moving the needle at all and you tell me because i don't know because like i mean moving the needle I don't know, but it's definitely a standout. Bogey yeah, Boys definitely Bo- is a standout. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's a good question though, Cole. I don't, I don't know who. It would have to be like fucking Prince, for like for real, for real. You know, except, like I, I don't. Prince like, is dead. That's true. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, that, <laughs> but so, you know what I'm saying? Like Drake, Drake tried, you know, and did it? Did it really? Did it push the needle like That's that? What I'm Nak- the Nakashi like, was like kind of dope, but like, did it do the thing that it was intended to do? I don't know. And also, what it what was I it mean, intended with, with to Kanye's do? He's trying to sell I product, like, right? I don't think he's trying to like you know. Grow yeah, the game yeah, or whatever, for sure. Right? So, yeah, no. Yeah. Kanye's new persona is very in line with like the traditional golfer. I think that might be the move. <laughs> Racist white man. Racist yeah, right, white man. Right. Yeah. No. I think, I, uh, but I, so so like Travis Scott held like a, a golf charity event and like it went oh right over people's heads like that i don't know if it's gonna take like it's gonna take quite a few of them to like he's playing golf in a music video too right what was the shit with thugger he's playing uh yeah travis scott seems like honestly the poll that he has over fucking gen z he could probably like if he was like nuts, i'm gonna become right? a golf guy that it's probably fucking la flame yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it's it. I think w- what we've seen is it has to come from outside of capital G golf because yeah. if you look on if you look on the PGA Tour, there are no hip hop enthusiast uh, people that play golf. You know, there's 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 very few people of color on the PGA Tour right. on the LPGA Tour. So it's like unlike the NBA where it's mostly cool black people, the PGA Tour has has no cool black people associated with it. So it has to come from outside of outside of the the capital G golf. I mean, there, there's no way it's going to happen within. Yeah. Um, it's inherently unable to happen. The, the call, <laughs> Justin is, Thomas is not going to move the needle. Yeah, there. yeah. The call is not going to yeah. come from inside the house, uh, which no. is, which is a shame well, not, or not a shame, but that's just the, the reality of the situation for sure. No, I guess, I guess the reason I asked that is because like, I feel like we as a golf community, like work really hard to grow the game through our various respective channels but for someone outside the the golf community or outside of the golf world at large i'm i'm just curious like who what's it going to take to get these people interested in consuming golf content consuming golf brands playing golf and and contributing to to the community i just i, I really there's there's so many people just on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. Those the, the type of people that you know say that you know golf courses are poor uses of land. You know they're wasteful. Yeah. They're you know the the concept of country clubs is fucked up. Like there there are t- 
times and places to like kind of chime in on those conversations but there's there's also a, a whole you know uh group of people whole sample size of people that are just like never ever ever gonna try it so i'm wondering yeah. if there were ever such a influential person to get behind it if it would work i think realistically it would have to be like the second coming of a tiger woods like a transcendent poc player like i don't think it's gonna because yeah. like Travis yeah. scott can like play can hit a ball in a fucking music video and he could like do a jordan collab golf shoe which we'll probably fucking see if we're if i wanted to call <laughs> my own shot um but like yeah i think it has to it's cool that all this shit is out, existing outside of the establishment. I feel like everyone on this podcast is anti-establishment in their own way, so we can we can respect that. But yeah, I think it would take like you would need the tiger effect. You would need like a young, cool, non-white dude, let's be real, on the tour like fucking crushing and winning majors and like that's what it would probably take. Um, which is a shame because like that is a generational thing. So who knows how long until the next Tiger Woods pops up. Um Especially yeah. considering like mm. all of the disadvantages POCs have, like what Cole's saying, all the dark side to shit to golf that makes it so exclusionary. It's like hard for just like what you saw with the Williams sisters. It's like the same fucking thing. So who knows? Um, but maybe we'll see it in our lifetime. Maybe we won't. Remains to be seen. I, th- I think um, o- outside of uh, someone in the music space or uh, even an athlete, uh, the, the, the real answer is is uh, socialism. <laughs> <laughs> if everyone had a fucking livable yeah. wage, and like they <laughs> and they had Three free time, a day, we would see and, more oh, people. Your own set of clubs, dude. <laughs> Brad, twenty right. twenty four. Let's fucking go. Healthcare meals, <laughs> yeah, golf right. clubs. Yeah, that's universal all healthcare yeah. clubs. Three meals a day. Yeah, that's drinkable it. water. That's it. You know that kind of shit. Yeah, for real, for real. Yeah, free Modelo wow. for uh, everybody. <laughs> a little golf juice. Yes, you know. Right. You know golf juice. <laughs> no man. Dart vending machine. I mean, why did those go? Why did those go away? Why did those go away? They have them in Europe. Still, we still have which one. Is awesome. I know. We still have one at the Red Lion. Uh, yeah. in Echo uh, Echo Park, Glendale area. Yeah, I love a cigarette okay. vending machine. Cheap, cheapest ones in I'll town. Hook, I'll hit that up. Yeah. They have them in like te- I've seen them in Texas too. Um, there's oh, cool. they- we were talking we were talking about that. You told me about that the vending machine. You said it's twelve yep. instead of fifteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, it adds it. up, dude. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> you just buy a, a carton of of cigs from the vending machine. <laughs> uh, well, Lawrence, cool. We appreciate your time today. Um, Thank you, fellas. Yeah, we were, this was fun. Uh, Absolutely. Thanks for coming to thanks for coming to Golf John Talk today. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a dream come true. Yeah, this was fire. Thank you. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, Brad. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate Much love. You, man.